It's one of the biggest weekends of the year for all elite wrestling. They get the TV shuffle with the NBA playoffs with their partner, TNT, moves them to Friday night. They're on after SmackDown, and they got to do the go-home hype for a pay-per-view this Sunday. Oh, and by the way, um, they're, they're, the, the, the head of their company is going off on WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling and cutting promos. Uh, on top of that, on top of that... We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. It is our AEW Dynamite review. Get your comments on screen. Let us know what you're thinking of what is going on with AEW. What's going on, everybody? It's a Saturday afternoon. I am Kev Kelm. That is the one, the only, the man who may or may not go on a skid today. I may put him on the skid, the skid, the skid ranking. We'll see what happens. The true heel heat. How are you feeling in New York City? I am doing well, brother. Here to talk about some AEW. It is double or nothing weekend. I am ready to talk about Friday Night Dynamite and Tony Khan becoming 1997 Eric Bischoff. And I'm loving it. Hey, uh, so can you hear me on the right mic? You can hear me on this mic, correct? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, so interesting situation if you guys are with us here before we get into this week's aew dynamite review uh you and i did a long podcast if you guys have not talked about it we cover everything going on with the possible location all but confirmed location for SummerSlam, the rumors of john cena having a huge match with roman reigns but uh we did a long long conversation yesterday about this big story maybe as dave Meltzer, who broke this story said maybe the biggest wrestling story of the year. We thought WrestleMania being in front of fans was going to be that story. Maybe WWE announcing return to live fans would be that story, but no. Uh, We learned yesterday from uh, Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that WWE has been in conversations and negotiations with New Japan Pro Wrestling, one of the biggest international promotions in the world, who have already had a working agreement with All Elite Wrestling. John Moxley has been present there. They've traded some talent. They've promoted each other. We've had AEW Dynamite matches, specifically ones featuring New Japan talent, on the New Japan World streaming service, a lot of back and forth here. In the pandemic, New Japan going through its own struggles. Now we find out that WWE would like to become the exclusive American partner of New Japan Pro Wrestling in terms of trading talent. We learned since you and I discussed yesterday, PWI Insider uh, determining that the, the crutch of this is Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, who stated in the final weeks and months of his contract with WWE, which is up currently, as far as we know, he has not signed a new agreement. Many people indicating that that is where he will go. It's just a matter of what the arrangement will be. And the part of that arrangement would be allowing him to go and perform some high-profile matches with New Japan Pro Wrestling overseas, likely in a big stage like the Tokyo Dome, maybe some other type of situation. What would New Japan get from that type of exchange? What would WWE get from it? Uh, And how does that deal work? Does it cut out impact and AEW, which are using some New Japan talent? It's a lot to go into. Tony Khan, hours before you have to do this, uh, you know, preempted version of Dynamite two days before a big pay-per-view says, hey, why don't I just jump into the hot tub of heat here uh, and goes off on WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling, who we believe he's still working with. Um, what do you think here? He cut, he cut a little promo here and did it in one take, according to Tony Schiavone. 
Yes, this is this is kind of akin to the Tony Khan character that we've seen on Impact Wrestling. He is basically playing a mixture of 1997 Eric Bischoff or 1993 Vince McMahon in Memphis. He he plays this character so well. He's been calling himself the Providen Door for months, and he's basically throwing a cold water on the heat that was this rumor of WWE and sure. New Japan. I think PW Insider kind of did that first, where they did confirm that the two sides were talking but that the daniel bryan was the most important part of this and even pw insider kind of said that both sides have kind of said that the conversations have kind of ceased since daniel bryan is not re-signed with wwe so tony khan just just came out and just cuts a promo calling out nick khan they tag wwe on the aew twitter and basically saying that there's only room for one con in professional wrestling and not and it's not the con man in connecticut you're quoting I, there I yes, that is a direct quote from Tony Khan. I found it hilarious because WWE on SmackDown <clears throat> had one of their best TV matches of the year between the Usos and the and the Street Profits. Great matchup. You can hear me and Rick Uccino talk about it on Smack Talk, but nobody on the Twitterverse was talking about it. Everybody was talking about Tony Khan's promo, talking about the WWE and New Japan, a whole relationship. And I feel like it was a big F you to to WWE and him just saying that this whole rumor, there's nothing to it because they had they've had talks since March. And in the mm -hmm. last two weeks, Yuji Nagata has been on Dynamite. You've mm -hmm. had Brenda Rita and Rocky Romero on yep. AEW Dark, Rokongi yep. Vice, a new Japan tag team. Just it's coming here. It's said you're building the case, but I'm ready to pop the balloon here in a go minute ahead, keep going go ahead, go ahead. here's the go thing ahead. it came off like uh, i want to reassure the aew faithful i want to reassure the pit bulls that we have online that go out and get into tribalism with people that we are doing more for new japan here in the united states than anybody that we are their real partner that we are the, we, we, that we broke down the forbidden door and the one forbidden door that shall remain closed is the one to connecticut and wwe uh, and it'll sh it'll stay that way and wink 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 nudge 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 look how smart i am i know you're reading this look how smart i am i'm going to bring up someone's real name we're going to tag them in this it came off and i don't want to say this this came off petty it came off really oh, petty yeah. Oh, yeah. and it came off it came off really um it reminded me of some of the things you saw WWE and WCW do with each other in the 90s. It reminded me of when, uh, do you recall this? You're, you're a little bit of a historian. Yeah. When the when the Monday Night Wars got really going and WWE was, was, was getting shellacked by Nitro uh, and WCW, they basically had Jim Cornette come out there on television as a part of creative. And he was a little bit of a manager, but more a part of creative at that time. And Cornette's known for going off on people and just having the gift of gab, having a machine gun of a mouth. And he cut a promo on WCW. And then WWE kind of changed their strategy and said, we're just going to focus on our people. We're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about us. And WCW was talking about WWE the whole time. This is where the big boys play. You know, yeah. like they're, they're going to have mankind win their title. I bet that'll put butts in seats. And like those type of things. I'm surprised that this deal angered or this conversation of this deal, which you, which you said has died down, right? But it's still a deal. The deal would get Daniel Bryan in WWE. Maybe that's why it would piss off Tony Khan so much is if WWE can secure the bag of Daniel Bryan, who is now the biggest free agent that you want to get 
He is. He's the biggest name that's out there. I would dare say he's probably bigger than CM Punk because we don't know if CM Punk wants yeah. to wrestle. I mean, CM Punk's not even really on the market. If he wants to be, he could be, right? He would yeah. be number one, right? But uh, so that's a part that pisses Tony Khan probably off more than anything. All right. I'm not speaking for him, but I'm looking at the surface of it. Uh, I put all, look at what I just did for your brand. Look what I just did for you guys. And you're talking to them. You're working with them. That's what it came off more as. It came off as more backhanded. Like, look at, look at the platform I just gave one of your legends on national TV, on, uh, on, on TNT. And you're talking to them. You know, look, look what I'm doing for you. And look what we're doing. And we don't need this and blah, blah, blah. And he's a con man. That was kind of clever 80s fun stuff, right? I was very surprised by it. I was very surprised I, by it. I only disagree with one of your, with one of your points. I don't think he thinks that, it, that, you know, trying to re-sign Daniel Bryan is a spite to him. Because I no, feel but, like, but I I mean, feel like... it's, if that's the if that's the crutch of it, it doesn't make it any different. They're still absolutely in conversations. Now, if those conversations are limited to a relationship that is based on what we can do with Daniel Bryan going back and forth from Japan and here, yeah. fine. No, you know? what, I'm saying, what I'm saying, and that's a very Khan, that's a very groundbreaking agreement to have. WWE doesn't do yeah. deals like that for the most part. I'm talking about from Tony Khan's perspective. I think I think he feels that it's trying to cut the legs off for him the whole deal because he does have that relationship with New yeah. Japan. He has been doing stuff for New Japan. I don't yeah. really think he's even thinking about Daniel Bryan, honestly. Of course, Daniel Bryan is one of the top free agents, but I don't think that that's the he's reason not, why he's, he's not. The but their fans are. He's not, but the fans that are loyal to AEW absolutely are. For them, yeah, the investment is, you know this, for them, the investment is sometimes, all right, is we're not just a great wrestling promotion. We have to be better than WWE. That is almost a, a fundamental core attraction of all the wrestling is we're yeah. not WWE. We're as big as they are. Even if we're not, we're going to be as big as they are. It, it, we're, we're better than they are. That type of That type of mentality. ECW had it. You know, like that that type of mentality. They want to be big budget ECW. All right. Tony Khan is that guy. He wants to be a provocateur. He wants to move the needle. He wants to jar up and rile up his his locker room and say, look what they're doing. Don't worry about it. Look what I did for New Japan. Let's go. We got a pay-per-view this Sunday. All right. Yeah. So and I completely get that. It was very entertaining. All right. It's very it almost it almost makes you think he's a character on impact. Why yeah. is he not a character on dynamite? Really, uh, honestly, um, that's what made me think the most. That was the most I got out of it. I know a lot of people were angry about it. You know, the WWE loyalists and, you know, like you said, the AEW loyalists were looking at it as like a rally cry. I just was just like stunned at he did that in one take. He cut a promo better than a lot of the people that's on AEW or WWE. And oh, in he, he cut a, he, I'll say this. He cut a better promo than the two hours of Dynamite that were on TV I, later that night. I, I would say outside of Moxley and Kingston, Moxley and Kingston probably had the best promo in my eyes on the show. This was outside more entertaining that, than that. Yeah, this, outside this, of that, yeah, 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 definitely. Because this got, this got the more headlines for so for sure. I, I think Tony Khan <laughs> is a great character and he I hope that in the future we do get it on television, even though a lot of my friends will not like that because they don't want him. He's, he's towing the line of Eric Bischoff in 1997, yeah. but you don't want him to cross that line and go into Eric Bischoff of 1998 with the motorcycle and challenging Vince McMahon. So I hope that he continues to toe the line. Um, Like I said, it came off playfully petty, but yeah. that, uh, I'm sorry, that, that's the AEW audience. They love, they love, <laughs> they love to stir the pot. It's got to be, it, even if the pot is empty, they like a big wooden spoon going bang, bang, bang in there, making a bunch of noise, right? And I mean that in the most clear-cut way. This isn't a shot at them, 
but it did come off. All right. Well, if we're going to be petty, let's just be petty. You know what I mean? Like, like if we're going to do it, like let's be tongue in cheek and let's be entertaining. WWE's done it. People say they're a spiteful company. They're doing this out of spite. I've heard people say they're doing this out of spite. No, they're doing this out of competition and adaptability. If the game is changed, adapt and change with the game. So yeah. you're mad at them if they want to jump into this thing, but you're mad at them if they stay and do the same thing they've been doing. If this is a different arrangement for them and changes the way they do business, as we've seen them do, the Peacock deal, fundamentally different. The Saudi Arabia deal, fundamentally different. Treating women like real performers, fundamentally different than anything they've done in the last 10 or 15 years allowing some talent to go do other things in other promotions. Like you're letting them do TV shows and movies. It's just the next thing. If you really step away from it, it's not that big of a deal. The problem with AEW is you're not WWE and you want to compete with them. And so what are you asking for? You can't poke the bear and then be mad when the bear comes to your river and starts eating your fish. You know what I mean? So what do you want here? You know what I mean? You can't have it both ways. That's my take uh, stepping away from it here. Let's get into dynamite. Uh, this was a very momentous dynamite. Uh, they had to move because of the NBA playoffs off of Wednesdays, their usual time slot. Uh, and they're on Friday nights, which kind of made four hours of wrestling on a Friday night going into Memorial Day weekend. Interesting. Uh, they have a pay-per-view this Sunday. So a lot of go-home heat on this show. A lot of promos. Uh, I would say a bit of some redundancy in terms of how the promos were done, but a lot of go-home shows, you know, people get excited for a go-home before the pay-per-view show, the final television show before pay-per-view. They're going to get something exciting. Really, we're conditioned to that, but really, you just get a lot of, let's just hammer the nail in the storyline. Here's what yeah. you're getting. Here's a little bit of a promo. Nothing super compelling is added to it. Uh, maybe we do a little gimmick rate, and they did some tonight. Um, there's some interesting things. What's your overall take on the show? I thought it was an inoffensive, just solid uh, yeah. wrestling show. I felt like last week was a better go-home show. Because you, almost, knew- you get that with WWE now, too. Like, two weeks out from a pay-per-view yeah. is usually better. Yeah, but with Dynamite, it was the thinking that, you know, not that many people are going to watch them on Friday at 10 p.m. because it's a new time slot. So they wanted the final Wednesday show to kind of be the go-home show for the people that wasn't going to watch tonight. But I I thought it was a a really good show. I thought that uh, a lot of the angles were effective, especially Mm -hmm. the the, uh, final segment hyping up the Stadium Stampede 2 match. I felt like we didn't get a lot from the tag team title title match, even though I I wish that we did probably get promos from the Young Bucks, and we did get Moxley and Kingston talking about it, but I thought it was just just an inoffensive, solid show, and nothing that you know. If you missed it, you're gonna miss out on much because you got the go home show last week. Uh, we have uh, some people chiming in about this con thing. We'll get back to Dynamite here in a minute. I don't want to make you guys feel like you're a, you're not a part of this conversation. You are Rambo seventy seven Texan says. Listen, this is all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I always enjoy Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Tony Khan looked more ridiculous than normal. That's all. Tony just like uh, just like he messed up at Fulham. Ooh, messed up with AEW, bringing up his uh, his English Premier Team. To be fair, uh, Kevin uh, Rambo is a quite a follower of True Hill. He wrestling daily. A lot of my content. I, I like you bringing some people. He, he hates Tony Khan. <laughs> all right, all right. You're, I like you're telling us your, you know, radio terms. There's regular caller is not a fan of this person, right? Uh, Rambo follows up. Rambo follows up. But New Japan saw YouTube views last month: 26 million AEW. New Japan themselves 1.6. WWE 1 billion. You know when people talk about how bad WWE ratings are, I'm like, have you seen their YouTube though? <laughs> you know, like when, like whenever that happens, I'm like, if you saw the amount of people that watch Raw highlights on YouTube in comparison to people that watch it on TV, I think people would have a very different perspective 
of when they when they when they bitch and complain about them ratings on a Tuesday afternoon or went on a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday, whenever the ratings come out for the previous night's TV show. I, I'm intrigued to see what the ratings they did here on a Friday night were too. Yeah. Um, especially because you had SmackDown, which is like the number one weekly television show in terms of viewership, like overnight viewership. Uh, which is also with ratings, guys, don't get lost in it because it's like the rating systems now are very antiquated, you know. So you have rating systems that don't reflect modern media consumption. You have one or you have like for a city of three million, you have like a thousand households that represent that city. So that isn't truly, you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't represent complete viewership. That's just my take. Uh, Alexander says AEW is in trouble after last night. And if, and when new Japan works with WWE, they're done. Well, Alexander, I wouldn't say that's the case. I think they have more than enough talent to survive there. What do you think of that? When you look at what they've done in 18 months of being on television, I think that it's quite a flawed take to say that they're, they're going to be done or they are in trouble when they've only been on TV for 18 months. They already have a second television show on their way in August. They have a new deal with uh, Turner Turner that just gave them more money. Like, I yeah. think that that's a very flawed take and a very short-sighted take. If you didn't like the episode last night, just say you didn't like <coughs> the episode last night. You can't say they're in trouble when they just made another eight figures last week with the television deal. Yeah, and that, that was that's an up deal. That's fulfilling a, a part of the deal. Now they're they're getting the money from the deal that was already made. Yeah. So it shows commitment to agreements they already have from their partners. So it's a good thing here. Uh, let's get into Dynamite. We're 60 minutes in the show. We haven't even talked about Dynamite. This is their first show with full fans. Uh, we don't know the attendance figures. It did not look like a full daily place, which can hold around 5,000. Uh, yeah. They did up at their most recent pay-per-view a while back, up to about 1,500, shooting for 2,500. Uh, they announced their shows around this week would become full capacity. They're expecting a very, very big crowd for this Sunday. Maybe some people holding out for this Sunday or coming in this weekend saying, hey, I'm going to do Friday yeah. and I'll hang out in Florida. I'll do the Florida thing for the Memorial day weekend and come in for the pay-per-view head back home on Monday. I've, t- I've talked to a few fans that are doing it. I do know of some people in the wrestling media that are flying down there. So you will see a flood of uh, wrestling media uh, content covering AEW dynamite uh, and a double or nothing this weekend. So go home show live crowd. I was hoping for something a little bit more uh, off the page in terms of go home stuff, but we got a lot of fundamental go home things match. Someone comes out, cuts them off promo. You're taking me on Sunday match. Someone comes out. I'm going to attack you. This guy's going to attack you. We're going to try and play around with it and pose with the belt. Come out. I think how many times do they do that in this one show In a two hour show, they did virtually the same, the same type of setup storyline wise. And I'm talking storyline. People talk about bad stories are, plain and simple storytelling it wasn't it wasn't fun it wasn't revolutionary it wasn't turn the deal it was purposeful fine let's just toe the line we got the pay-per-view on sunday we got our card we're not adding anything new to the show no new elements uh you know you have miro versus lance archer he had a title match and he beat the guy uh you had uh on some opening matches we could go into individual segments but there's so much of the show that kind of felt the same through the whole show. Like it, there was a couple of different things like, um, you know, they had Pac out there and he cut a promo and then Kenny Omega was going to attack him when Don Callis was on the screen. So they, they literally did something in a, in a separate segment where Don Callis distracted him. So Kenny Omega could attack him. Orange Cassie comes out. They, they, he, he orange punches both of them pose with the belt and he steps in the belt. All oh, cool. All right, fine. It's fine. That, that, that got more heat on that triple threat than I've, that I've been looking for. Yeah. The issue with that is 
An hour earlier, you had a bloody Hangman Page who had the best match on the show with Joey Janela, the best we've seen Joey Janela on, on AEW. I, I think they've been sleeping on the bad boy for a long, long time, right? So he was competitive. He lost. Bloody guy. You got Hangman Page going there. And then Taz says, hey, Brian Cage, my Taz guys are going to come out and do our bit where we distract you. And Hangman calls him on it and says, yeah. I know how you guys do this. I thought that was clever. But the problem is, he literally said, look how stupid this setup is that we do all the time. He, he went meta on their own storytelling. And then they did it an hour later with a completely separate storyline. That that made you look so... The inconsistencies of that are a fucking alarming. <laughs> like, like, who stepped in? Like, an hour ago, you just did this. You, you just did this. It does not make me excited for the pay-per-view. It doesn't. It makes me worried. Worried. I thought the hangman segment was very effective. Oh, it was the best thing on the show. And then you had an hour and a half of stuff after that just felt like it, they were the same thing. Just <laughs> different stuff. Darby, I just, Darby. I thought Darby had a great match with Cesar Bononi yeah. just to open the show. And then they did the attack angle at the end and the dark order comes out. Nothing breathed. Like the only promo where there was just two people talking on the show, which was already something redundant because you were doing like the, the cutoff promo, right? Was Britt Baker and Sheeta. It was the only promo where you didn't have 15 people in the ring. Yeah, I think I think the the first segment was really like too many people, and that seems to be a theme with Dynamite with like the, too many the, factions, the, the men, and yeah. Dark Order coming out. I just thought the two separate segments that you just mentioned with Hangman Page that was very effective because it brought back one of the story elements that had kind of been forgotten, which was Brian Cage kind of separating himself from Team Taz, and mm-hmm. I like that Hangman called them out on it. Like you're Brian Cage, you're the machine. You don't need these guys to come attack me from behind. Like can't you just face me one-on-one and it plays into hyping up the matchup on Sunday. And I like, I like the Kenny Omega pack because the pack hasn't really had the opportunity to cut a promo in front of fans. And it kind of showed that, you know, although they can kind of been positioning him as a tweener, he is getting booed more. Kenny Omega is getting booed. So he's been effective as a heel so far. And it just showed the star power that is orange Cassidy. He is still ridiculously uh, uh, loved by the fans, very popular. And that in, of him holding the title pop the crowd so you know who the crowd is going to be behind on Sunday the same thing with Hangman Page like I thought you know Hangman Page they've kind of been having him circle the wagon and not really focused in on him and he was one of their stars for the future that they had been building on but him being back in front of fans again showed that he is still over with the fans so this was just I think a case of AEW for the first time in full capacity in front of the full capacity crowd really showing who is still over with the fans like Darby yep. Allen got a huge pop hangman got a huge pop Orange it, Cassidy got a for huge for me pop, that so was like that. the the real main event was the kind of I call it this the emotional pyrotechnics of a live crowd yeah. and and like the pops they had for stuff was really cool they kind of played on that the way in segment they did with big show coming out and Wait, he presented can, it can, I, can you just went off uh, for a minute there go so off. let me just, go off. let me, let me, me. go off on I'm this giving you solo on this, this I'm giving you solo on it this weigh in was the absolute drizzling shits. I, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it was we, awful. we already said it. It was, <laughs> it was awful. It was so goofy. Like I'm watching with my wife. My wife doesn't regularly watch uh, w, uh, AEW. She's a WWE fan from way back. She works with the WWE and she doesn't watch AEW. So a point of contention in our house is when I watch uh, house AEW. Divided. 
Yes, is when I watch AEW, she's gonna complain. One of you's a Republican, one of you's a Democrat. But I'm gonna defend AEW most times. But I couldn't defend this. She was like, this American versus UK. She's like, this is so 1980, so 1990. That is that is America's number one, number one freaking uh yeah. partner in the world. Yeah. And you were saying that you're against them. Then Big Show, Paul Wade doesn't even know how to work a scale. And then and then you got QT Marshall freaking dragging for time, saying that, oh my god, Anthony Gogo beat cody he's one pound heavier than cody what the hell are you celebrating what the hell is the point and then my wife kind of summed up the whole segment at the end she's never watched she doesn't watch aew regularly but her one question on the segment was who is the baby face because cody is not likable cody has been a complete miss ever since he's lost the tnt championship i like the shack the shack match yes that was great but other than that it's been miss after miss. We had that awful promo that he had a couple of weeks ago where he became the leader of the Million Nightmare March, Mar uh, Cody Luther King Jr. the third, and all that good stuff. He's the creator of biracial babies. He's going to end racism and all that good stuff. I am just totally done with Cody, and I hope that he takes some time off, stay at home with Brandy, wait for his baby to be born, because I don't want to see him on my television after the past few months of him just being a complete and utter miss. Can I come back? Am I allowed yes, to come can. back? Yes, you can. It just it just pissed me off so much. <laughs> my headphones are kind of hot right now because of the, the heat you just put it on there. Once again, follow True Heat. Heat. <laughs> product integration here <laughs> daniel price chiming in here about live fans coming back we took some things down on the show we'll talk about things that were good i mentioned some matches that were good here we're not going to go into any individual segments we're just kind of doing a, uh, a consensus of the show we also have a pay-per-view on yes. sunday daniel saying having the warm and fuzzies because there is a crowd back doesn't make the product any less bad ouch you know it was to me the best part of the show was hearing the crowd uh, was was hearing the response to some things. I thought there were some solid matches on the show. I enjoyed Jade Cargill. I thought she had a strong match. Yeah. They gave her good squash. But another situation where you just don't let anyone ride solo. Uh, you know, Matt Hardy was trying to get her. They bring in Mark Sterling, or as he's called Silverball sometimes on the internet. I think he's an entertaining guy. He works with uh, Zach Ryder and Matt Cardona and his podcasting network with Brian Myers. Uh, very nice guy. I, I've, I've uh, seen interviews with him. Very talented guy. Kind of fine promo but another character that just doesn't need another manager. Like there's no one that runs solo in this promotion. I think hangman page does, but dark order is there, right? Yeah. No one. I don't think there's any character that is standalone. Maybe Pac isn't orange Cassidy. Yeah. Isn't like no one stands by themselves. Everyone has to be in a click and it's redundant. It becomes meaningless. Uh, and, and, and uh, I'll give an example of this. We have this big tag match. There's three different segments with this. We saw the Darby Allen, Caesar Bononi match, see Scorpio Sky and, and Ethan Page, who are going to take on Darby Allen and Sting. Big returning match. They really sold Sting being there. Uh, they got their brawl. Dark Order comes in, saves it a powder, right? Show ends with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky taking on the Dark Order in a tag team match. Fun tag team match. Issue with it, though, Dark Order got a lot of offense in on this. This yeah. is supposed to be Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky taking on Sting, legendary Sting and Darby, and this is going to be a big, big match. They got a ton of offense in it. Did you have an issue with that? 
No, I think I think it worked for them. It was a good match. You have, you have to keep their credibility because they're one of the longest, you know, tag teams that the, that the, that AEW has. But it was a credibility builder for Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky because all we've really seen from them on Dynamite is promos. So we haven't really seen them get any victory. Like they're saying on commentary, they're seven and zero. But I don't watch Elevation or Dark, so I haven't seen any of those seven wins. So this was a a for me to see them win a match and have some credibility going into the match against Sting and Darby and the little segment after. I'm I'm an old school wrestling fan. Like you said, I'm a historian. So I love me some multiple stings. The multiple stings segment, I was just like, oh, I feel like I'm I'm 10 okay. years old again and I'm watching Nitro. And What did you think of the <laughs> ending here? Because they do this the Ethan Page and, and Scorpio Sky kind of cut off the Dark Order and win with their double finish, which I thought was fine. Yeah, I, I thought and it I, was good. I thought it was good. It, it established <clears> the ego <throat> edge, which I, I love the way he does the Razor's Edge and bringing yeah. back an old school hey, always going to pop me. I enjoy Ethan Page. It just it's kind of seems off with this whole partnership between Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I think that both would be effective on their own. But like you said, everybody's in a stable. Everybody's in the team, which I'm not too much against because I'm a fan of New Japan and everyone in New Japan is in a stable. So I'm I like it. I like it because everybody's I just don't think it works. For, I don't I don't think it works for an American audience where we want just, we want superstars. You know, yeah. we want stars that rise above. I, I think what AEW saw, like, hey, Bullet Club is cool. We want to sell clubs. We want to sell merchandise. But you haven't really merchandised the heck out of these people either, too. So true. neither here nor there. Liam McRae followed up here with your rant there on some things you didn't like on Dynamite. Uh, I didn't like the way it at all. It was, uh, it was like watching SpongeBob trying to make a salad one hour later. Ouch. <laughs> Good call. Deep... I like that, Leon. Leon, like Leon maybe Leon. the comment of the day. If you were watching, you think you can beat that comment? Let's see what you got. All right. <laughs> this is the bar. Leon set the bar. Leon, I hope you come on back to us. Okay. Once again, if you guys are watching and you haven't done it already, subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. Says, uh, give us turn those notifications on. I know some of you guys watch on Facebook. Give us uh, make sure your notifications are on on Facebook so you know exactly when we go live, when we drop new shows. We will have a live post-show for AEW Dynamite's uh, Double or Nothing this Sunday. So we'll be live uh, with that as well. Uh, plenty to cover, and you guys will be able to get your comments on screen and all this different stuff. If you haven't done it already and you watch some of this video, you don't want to watch the whole thing. You know, I know some people, short attention span, right? Maybe in your ears is a little bit easier. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I dropped that podcast. You and I talking this whole New Japan WWE deal. All of that is up right now. You guys can go check that out. It's up right now, available on Spotify. Uh, and of course, I'll drop the links in the comments as well after we're done here in a minute. Um, we don't get the Young Bucks on this show. Uh, we do get a promo from John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston will challenge the Young Bucks this Sunday for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. Like this promo, thought this was neat. They were gonna like bury their sneakers that they stole. I thought that was kind of cool. What'd you think? I, I pop for this promo because of them calling them Rod and Todd Flanders, calling the Young Bucks Rod and Todd Flanders. That was a hotline. I enjoyed it. me so much because I watch The Simpsons regularly with my wife. Even my wife, like I said, she doesn't watch AEW, but she overheard the promo and she popped for it because she doesn't <laughs> like the Young Bucks. So they calling them the Flanders twins was a funny moment. And Moxley and Kingston, in my opinion, they're not just the best babyface tag team in AEW. They're mm -hmm. the best babyface tag team in wrestling 
because their promos are not like promos. They're like conversations between two friends where they're they're really trying to pop each other and not pop the audience. But in trying to pop each other, they're always going to pop us. And I feel like on Sunday in front of 5,000 fans, Wild Thing, Blaren, I hope we hear it twice. And I hope we have new AEW Tag Team Champions because you got to strike while the iron is hot. And Moxley and Kingston are the hottest thing in AEW, in my opinion, right now. I appreciate the uh, the love you guys are giving us here on YouTube. If you haven't done already, go ahead and hit that like button. Get in the comments. If you watch on demand, by the way, we'll, we'll go into the comments afterwards and continue the conversation with you there. Don't feel like you're not a part of it if we're not live here. Yeah. Uh, Hell Scorpion, get over here with this comment. He says, hey, Sports Kita, I really love New Japan AEW Impact Partnership. So he's a fan of that idea. Doesn't want to see it change. Uh, if you're joining us late live, go ahead and watch the first segment of the show. We give you the latest on that. Uh, so uh, AEW also had a show closing segment after that big match. Dark Order, Ethan Page. I know we're all over the place. ADD. <laughs> Sting comes out. Darby Allen. So now it's a reverse. It's an inverse of what we saw at the beginning of the show. Yeah. I guess this is supposed to be clever, right? Uh, so I, I was kind of like, ah, come on, you guys just did this. I'm like, look at the clock. I'm like, there's 20 minutes. And I felt like I've been watching a three hour show. Uh, and I don't want to feel, I don't want Monday night raw vibes when I watch dynamite, hmm. put it out there. I'm not saying it was that, but it was verging on it. And so I'm enjoying the matches, but the, like, there's just this redundancy, these post-match things. Right. And it's like, everybody wants to come out and get their, their surprise crowd pop. Right. Starry comes out. Then he has these fake stings with him. And they all get in the ring, and and uh, you know Scorpio's guys like, come on, you goons and your stupid mask, I'm gonna beat you all up. And one of them, no no sells the punch, and it's Sting, and he takes the mask off. And it was cool. They did a bit like that back in WCW. Thought that was fun. Nothing groundbreaking. Simple stuff. Some good, some good little shenanigans. Some good little uh, spooky magic with with the Stinger. What do you think? I would have preferred this a little bit more if we would have just kept the opening segment to just a promo with yeah. uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio. Just saying, we had, we had two weeks of storytelling in one night. Yeah, they they should have had this maybe last week or the week before. Just them telling them, you know, we're not going to come down right now. We're going to talk. We're going to take care of you on Sunday, and then just leave it at that. I don't need the wingman to attack them from behind, and the wingman is just an over excessive. That's where I will say they are a little bit over excessive with faction because not the job. The jobbers don't need to have a faction. You don't have to have a faction of jobbers of guys that are just here to job to to the stars on dynamite. So that group is. <laughs> very excessive when it comes to factions but i i would have preferred it a little bit more of this segment but i did enjoy this segment in a vacuum this was fun with the multiple things if this was a youtube clip you would have had more fun with it yeah pretty and, much and, and i that that <laughs> seems like i'm dismissing the rest of the show but i am in this day and age when i talk about there's some people that just watch wwe on youtube and enjoy it that way and then they watch the pay-per-view and they're happy there's plenty of people that do that <laughs> you know because they, they don't want to sit through commercials and like all that stuff you know uh, James Espanto Fernando Give me a little bit more of that because of the weekend, you know. I like it. I like uh, it. James is with us all the time. He says, Sting, Stung, Sting. <laughs> uh, I've always enjoyed the, the wordplay with Sting's name, so <laughs> I always enjoy that. Uh, and uh, Anthony Bruno is with us all the time. He has a question in here. Anthony Bruno says, Hey, sports kid, I really WWE, I really like the WWE New Japan partnership. I hope 
you will do a weather report in interviews from Washington high schools. Little Prixie's eyes. He always gets references to the high school football team he follows. Thank you so much, buddy. <laughs> go Prexies. There you go. <laughs> that, that, there you go. That's my high school football reference, Anthony. <laughs> so some people are a fan of it. I, I'm a fan of just cool, exciting stuff in wrestling. I know everyone says, it's a cop out. You want to pick a side. You don't have to pick a no, side. You don't. You don't. Just we have a great response to this. I, I wish I could I, I could maybe pull this up here on the screen. We had a great response to a, t- a tweet last night. As, uh, give it up to Mike, Mikey T, who's the head of our social media. He did a really, really good tweet last night. And I want to bring this up. We did this on the Sports Kid Wrestling uh, uh, account here. I want to pull this up here and, and make sure you guys can see this. And it was something very simple. And I'll, I'll do the screen share with you guys so you can see, can see what this is. I know this is taking a while, uh, but it's worth it because I think you need to pay attention to this. Even though we're doing all this, like, talk here, give a look here at this, okay? Give a look at that. Yep. WWE fan, AEW fan, ROH fan, New Japan Impact, NWA Pro Wrestling fan. Click. Great response yeah. to that. About 57 yeah. retweets. I'm a big fan of it. Thank you, Mike. Uh, we need more of that. We need more just wrestling for wrestling's sake. Uh, in this day and age, it's kind of cleared my eyes in that regard. Uh, so this is the big go home overall. What'd you think of dynamite this week? I know we were all over the map on it. Some fun matches. Uh, I really enjoyed a handful of things. I thought, uh, some stars rose above some stars stayed the same. Great stuff from Britt Baker. That should cut a cool promo in general. Yeah. Strong show. what do you think? I thought the, uh, the championship, uh, presentation, I like the upgraded, uh, woman's championship given to Hikaru Shida. I think Britt Baker had mm-hmm. a solid promo in response to that. I think the highlight of the entire show was the main event, uh, the inner circle. Uh, it felt, it felt like, we, it, I'm it, sorry, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah. That was like, that was like the strongest segment for me because it didn't even feel like the inner circle were like, no, we're not going to disband. They were like, if we do disband, it's been great. It kind of felt like the ending, the ending of guardians of the galaxy. Have they clarified that? Have they clarified like if because it's been alluded to? Uh, I don't know if that got past me, but it's been alluded to uh, that if they lose, they're done. Like they can't be yeah. a group anymore. That's Has the that population? Okay. The when did that get added? Was that the previous week? Am I no, correct? it was. It was when MJF made the challenge when they did the. When he made the challenge for the Stadium Stampede, we'll do this match, but you got to right. So exactly that wasn't really hammered in the past few weeks. So when they came out, it caught me off guard. I was like, when did they? Oh, yeah, they did that a few weeks ago. You follow so much wrestling, you forget something, right? Yeah, here I'm sure. forgetting it's even the main event <laughs> angle here. Um, I like the double pile drivers inside the stadium floor, like the cut yes. to cut them off. They're beating up Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho's old time rival and friend. Eric Bischoff kind of has like this time. It's like this idea of things are coming around to the end, Jericho. Like you're coming back from a big injury. This could be it. This could be the end of your group. You know, it's the end times. It had like end game feel to it. Yeah. And then they run over to TIA State. Maybe they pre-taped it. I don't know if they ran <laughs> over there right away. Uh, and they run. Apparently, they ran a football field in, in 40. They ran like two football fields. How far away is that? No, no. It's actually in the same building. Like the Daly's place is do you like. Think that was, do, did you think that was a pre-tape or a live cut? I think Would it you? was a live. I think it was a live cut because of how chaotic the, the the running behind each other was. I don't think that would it would look a little bit neater if it was a, a pre tape. But I enjoyed the promo before that in the ring with the inner circle because you, them saying you know if it's the last time it's been great it's been a great time. It felt like you know you're in it's like the movie when you're in the car with your friends and you're 
about to drive off the cliff and you're just like, we, I love you guys. I love you guys. It's all, it's about to be over. Or it felt like the ending of guardians of the galaxy yeah. when Groot saves the toy group. story three, we, when they're all holding each other's hands. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. That's, that was, that was a great moment. And then, you know, Dean Malenko getting attacked. That was a cool touch. And then the attack by the, by the pinnacle, it really gave it the feel that this is the real main event for double or nothing, which they needed to establish that because the young bucks and Moxley and Kingston has felt like they could be the main event. The three way for the AEW world title has felt like it could be the main event, but this was the final stamp that made sure people know stadium stampede is the main event. We yeah. are going to sell this pay-per-view on the quality of last year's stadium stampede. So if you want to see it and it's going to be more violent this year, check us out on Sunday. And I love this final segment. Do you think that's the right call? Make it the last show, uh, make it the last match you see on this pay-per-view where people are paying $50. We're going to give you a bunch of great wrestling. We're going to have this wild spectacle at the end. That is the stadium stampede. I agree. It'll be a cinematic match. They'll pre-tape a whole bunch of this stuff. Uh, you'll see some of it live, some of it pre-taped, yeah. cut to different things. It was fun. I enjoyed it last. In terms of that cinematic wrestling match era, it's Boneyard match and Stadium Stampede is like right underneath it in yeah. terms of like pre-shot matches I, that I are think, outside of I the I think Stadium Stampede slightly ahead of the Boneyard match for me. But I go with the Boneyard either. because it was the first time they really had to do it and like they yeah. had to go there and try that and did it and it's last Undertaker match. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like... And if that's the way the Undertaker ends, I think that's the fine. That's my take. That doesn't mean being like a pro WWE guy. My my you know? thing with Stadium Stampede is that was the first time that I felt absolute joy about the pandemic era. Like I had so much fun, okay, and yeah. I just came out of the pay per view, and I was just like, I love wrestling because we can get we can get great matches like we saw last year with MJF versus Jungle Boy and John Moxley versus Brody Lee, and then we can get complete shenanigans like we got with Stadium Stampede. But this year, it's going to have a more violent. Feel to it so yeah, they I can't get too goofy with this yeah. I, I think i think they could get very goofy with it and playful mind you if they get a lot of time uh you know i know we're we're expecting this pay-per-view to be at least three hours they've done a four-hour pay-per-view before something makes you think they're going to go long in the tooth on sunday night what do you think they have 10 matches on the card, including the, the one buy-in match. So that's nine matches on the main show. So something might get cut short if they're going to throw three hours. I think we're going to be in like the three and a half, close to four hours. There's, there's bound to be one match that gets its time cut. Yeah. Bound to be one match that gets its time cut. I hope that's Anthony Ogogo versus Cody. Let me just, I'll just put that out there. Okay. I can see, <laughs> I can see a lot of, uh, a lot of angry female wrestling fans. If they don't, they don't feel that Britt Baker and Sheeta get their get their time. If they exactly. do not get the the carpet in front of them rolled out for this match in time, there will be some very upset people. 100%. Um, a lot of people uh, chime in here. Daniel Price wanted to get his comment here specifically about this inner circle stadium stampede versus pinnacle match. Uh, inner circle wins if uh, they finally ends with uh, Jer- MJF versus Jericho. Jericho goes away on tour. Uh, Jericho is is doing a tour uh, later on this summer with his man Fozzie. I do know they're going to play louder than life with Metallica, which is pretty sweet. That's a big gig for them. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how this goes. Is this the right off for the inner circle? You think for a while? No, I think the inner circle kind of has to win here. They lost last year in the uh, stadium stampede. It would be a fun, nice moment for them to get the victory, have the celebration to end the show. And, you know, I I think that I do agree with Daniel Price, actually. I think that the feud is going to end with MJF versus Chris Jericho. It may be a Jericho retirement match. If, if, If they give it time before we get there, if they go through the other matches like FTR versus Santana and Ortiz, Sam 
Miami versus MJF is another one I'm looking forward to. I so just don't feel they're I'll, going in that direction. Because if no. you're already doing the stadium stampede, it already feels like then we're done with the faction thing. Are you done with Jericho and MJF too? You know, is is this designed so that maybe somebody has an injury so we can do this pre-film thing? You're only going to do a handful of things so we don't have to have everyone do these individual matches and put more weight and more time, more bumps on their body. So here's a way for us to save everyone some time here. You know, we do a lot of angles. Then we do one big match. We do these big brutal matches and we have all you guys in them, like the blood and the gut stuff. You know, uh, it's interesting <clears throat> to see how they play up this. This has to be better than blood and guts. Yeah. This has to be better than last year's stadium stampede, uh, which I think will be hard to do. Yeah, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. That was a particularly uh, in compelling match. I'm interested in this pay-per-view, but after tonight, my thumb is waning off. You got to buy, you know, like, like I didn't get the sense of, I have to see the show on paper. It's a great card. Storytelling wise. Eh. It reminds me of almost the same issue WWE's had with with their stuff for the better part of the last year and a half. Off storytelling, on paper, strong cards. Pay-per-view happens. Pay-per-view's great. Fans who didn't watch the show are like, hey, was the pay-per-view good? We do a post-show. We tell them, yes. Fans who did watch the show said, yeah, it was great, but I'm going to be mad about money at Raw this week. Fine. Then the show happens. Then we have another pay-per-view. Then it's great. And it, the, the cycle kind of repeats itself. Cycle. I think part of that will change when fans come back. When we get reactions and you get that emotional pyrotechnic, things will change. Thank you guys for being here with us so long on a Saturday afternoon. We really, really appreciate it. A lot of faithful fans, a lot of the James Despontos, the Daniel Price, uh, giving some true heel heat. Thank you guys for coming over and enjoying us. Hopefully I wasn't too annoying to you uh, with my, with my, with my uh, takes uh, where I'm pro-corporate. Someone called me that. I was pro-corporate wrestling. <laughs> I had I had a friend say I was pro-corporate wrestling. I said, are you joking? And they're like, a little bit yes and a whole lot no. And and so I had to go to this friend and be like, "What do you like?" And he's like, "Why well, like AEW?" He's like, "You like a corporation." <laughs> so, 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 so you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> like someone said that to me, I was like, I was like, "Oh, because AEW is a little guy owned by a billionaire." <laughs> like, 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 what are you talking about? They're all corporations. Trust. Uh, I think yeah, people just on, want to pretend that AEW. Yes, is- yes, they do. They want to pretend it isn't that big of a thing. Yes, uh, I'm the corporate champion. Thank you so much to corporation. I should be wearing a suit when I do this show. I should be wearing a suit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy your little, I'm gonna buy your little wrestling podcast and turn it into a parking lot. That's what I'm gonna do. You need to wear a, a suit jacket and a big name tag that says Vince. <laughs> <laughs> The corporate champ, Kevin, Kevin, aka Vince. <laughs> I broke Kevin. I broke Kevin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm you got the Vince thing. You just roasted my ass. <laughs> Oh, God. If you guys don't know, what's the running joke here is I really don't like when people just say Vince McMahon like it's somebody they know. It just drives me up a wall. It's a pet peeve. I know it's not that big of a thing, but it's a pet peeve. And uh, immediately you just jumped into the Vince thing. Yeah. So you just say you're Vince. You're Vince now. You're a total sellout. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We hope you're having a uh, fun, safe Memorial Day weekend. I know a lot of people getting together for the first time in a long time. Get that jab in the arm. Wear that mask if you need to. It's okay. You know, put it down when you're sloshing down a hot dog or something like that. 
uh, and be safe. Enjoy the pay-per-view this weekend. We will have a live post show for you, so make sure those notifications are on. Know exactly when we go live. We may even post the link beforehand so you can set that reminder for yourself and join the conversation. If you can't catch it live, get it on demand on YouTube, on Facebook, and on your podcast ears. And remember, when watching wrestling, whether or not you call someone by their first name, whether or not you're Tony Khan, oh, fired up about what did I do for you? I ain't no con man. Uh, just calm down. Give a follow to True Heel Heat. Give a follow to Sid. Tell him the Twitter, Sid. True Heel SP3. Check it out. You can give me a follow on the Twitter machine at Kev Kelm. Follow. Follow us. Follow Sports Key to Wrestling if you haven't done it on all the different apps. Whatever one works for you, give us a follow on those. And remember, when watching wrestling, enjoy wrestling.